This episode was co-produced with the Swiss Entrepreneurs Foundation, a nonprofit organization which aims to support startups and promote the Swiss ecosystem capable of commercializing innovative technologies. Over the next few weeks, we will be releasing a total of six bonus episodes. These episodes will focus on the Swiss Entrepreneurs Foundation's Upscaler program, designed to help rapidly growing startups, as well as on the SWESA, the Swiss Entrepreneurs and Startup Association, which represents all companies and institutions that want to further optimize the economic policy framework in Switzerland. To find out more about the Swiss Entrepreneurs Foundation, visit swissef.ch. And now, on with the show. We have a very high level of comfort and also of, of money. And um, th that makes us very risk averse. Welcome to the Swisspreneur Show, a podcast about startup stories and hands-on learnings from experienced entrepreneurs. Here's your host, Sylvan. Judith, a very well welcome to the Swisspreneur Show. It's a pleasure to have you here today. Thanks for having me. Hello, everybody. You are a member of the Swiss Parliament and also a co-initiator of the parliamentary group Startups and Entrepreneurship. And today we want to know everything about the startups on the political landscape. As I said, you are active in the Swiss Parliament and you also deal with a variety of topics there. So what role do startups actually play and also entrepreneurs in that regard? Well, I think um, startups are basically innovation drivers. They poke at establishment, at economical establishment. They dis disrupt business models and force us um, in into change and into agility. So everything that we do not have in politics is what startups have. And I think that is doing us a lot of good and, and it challenges us and it keeps us on our toes. Absolutely. And in that regard, you mentioned innovation. I think innovation is a key driver of our prosperity that we have here in Switzerland. Do you think that the startups are the important enablers of that innovation or are they just a part of it? Well, I do think they are enablers. I wouldn't think that they are the only ones because we've got an established industry. They've been very innovative over the past decade. So um, lots of respect for them as well. But um, society changes, technology changes. And I believe that we do need the startups to drive innovation because um, other continents, other countries have made huge progresses here. And um, we have to be very, very careful not to lose track. And that was probably also the motivation that led you with other politicians to co-initiate the parliamentary group for startups and entrepreneurship. So what was the main driver, the main motivation to launch this initiative? Well, you know, my engagement for um, startups uh, was a bit accidental, actually. And it dates back years ago when I was in the Canton Parliament. And startups had an issue with the tax authority back then because um, the, the authorities decided to change the way they would tax investment round, rounds. And they pushed some startups even almost into bankruptcy. That's when they asked me to, um, to 
support them. And that's when I got in touch with the whole ecosystem of the startups that was totally new to me, you know. And uh, I realized back then what um, role that startups uh, are playing in our society, in our economy with regards to innovation. And um, that's when my engagement starts and it continued years and years over. And then I teamed up with my colleague, Andrew Silberschmidt. You might have known of him, obviously. <laughs> He's got lots of reach. And back in 2019, we, we teamed up because he was engaged as well, being a startup founder himself, because we thought that we would be stronger um, together, obviously. Makes sense. And that has uh, motivated us to create that parliamentary group when we both were elected, bit more than a year ago and we created that group and also collected support from other political parties because the broader we are the more support we have uh, from every party the stronger we will be absolutely i just wonder you mentioned that you dove into the this startup world for the first time uh, when the tax issue came up what was your first impression because i feel that Sometimes this is a, a bit of a bubble by itself. So I just wonder, what were your first reactions, your first impressions? Well, to be honest, I thought it was slightly bit chaotic because um, I got in touch with that problem, with that tax, tax issue and asked, well, who's, who's in charge with the startup ecosystem? Who's looking after that? And in fact, you know, startups, um, they're not, they were not very well organized. So there was one association there and they were very helpful. But um, it was split over several groups of, of business angels and individual founders who were personally concerned. So it took me quite a while to figure out um, who, who was my sparing partner. And then you actually also tackled the tax issue. What have been the most fundamental contributions now from the parliamentary group so far over the past year to the Swiss entrepreneurship landscape? Well, I think the most um, obvious issue is to raise awareness, to be frank. I mean, we've got a series of problems that we would like to address, but politics are very slow. And um, first of all, we need to succeed in creating this awareness and making people in politics realize how important startups are for our country and our economical prosperity. So I'm, I'm finding myself in that position, in that main challenge to create awareness. And within this awareness, then we have to tackle one issue after the other. But I believe that, um, our most, our first and biggest success in this one year that we've been active is really to win support of other po uh, political parties. Got it. I really like that approach because you have multiple supporters across all parties in Switzerland, basically. And I think that's very, very good and very important. At the same time, I can also imagine that it can be challenging because at first, you know, many people say, yes, startups are important. We would like to support them. But then to actually tackle and work on issues, then it can be more tricky to get their support, I could imagine. So that it's easy to get a buy-in first, but then to also get the final delivery, the final support that you need to push new things forward on a political level, that can be a bit more tricky. How do you experience that? Yeah, that is tricky. But then that is tricky for any challenge and for any problem that you want to choose uh, to um 
to resolve in politics. Um, also, what we realized is maybe we want to change something, some little thing, and realize that there are other lobbies with other interests, and they are much, much stronger than the startup ecosystem or the parliamentary group. So convincing those lobbies and those established economies that they would have something to win as well in this change, that is very difficult. And that is why we need that very broad support in every every party. You know, this is not an issue between left or right wing or conservatives or progressive. This is an issue. This is a, 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 a prosperity for the for the whole country. And I think again, the the best thing that we can do is to bring startups and politicians together and discuss real problems and real daily topics for these companies and for these young businesses to make people realize what it's really about. Right. In that regard, I always hear that there might be some misconceptions that startup founders have regarding Swiss politics and also regarding the government. What comes to mind if you think about these misconceptions? Are there any that you noticed? Well, yes, <laughs> I believe that many people in politics, but also out there in the street, think that startup founders just want to make quick money. You know, they just need a laptop and a co-working desk somewhere, and they want to become billionaire within a couple of years. So yes, I believe there is a bit of this misconception around, and we have to create awareness around how much work it really is to um, found a startup and to create that business model and to get investors convinced of this business model and then to scale up. Yeah. I got it. Again, a question of awareness. Right. And I'm really glad to see you working on that. I think that's fantastic. Let's also talk about the other issues, you know, all the hurdles that startups face in Switzerland today. What's the one that speaks to you the most? The one that you think that needs the most fixing right now, the, the most pressuring uh, issue or challenge for startups these days? Well, it's a very large issue and I think it's talent, 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 talent. It's the same for the whole digitization industry, you know. Um, we need the best people for the startups the best ones. However, talent in Switzerland is very expensive. And also there is a competition, you know, because we've got very established economies and businesses in Switzerland, very strong companies also in the digitization industry. And obviously there is a war for talent amongst them. It's very difficult for startups to stay competitive in this environment. And on top of that, it's also not that easy to hire people from other countries in Switzerland, especially outside of the European Union, right? It's very difficult, in fact. I mean, it's the same for every industry, but in fact, startups are have a larger need um, for people coming from abroad because of the experience, because of the um, risk appetite that we do not have um, in the same regards in Switzerland. So yes, we do need to tackle that problem. And it's actually one of the actual topics that we're looking at in the next meeting that we will have mid-March. Fantastic. So I also wonder, how does now the parliamentary group work to overcome this issue, this challenge? What are your next steps? What are your timeline 
beyond the March meeting? Like, what do you have planned on that issue? Yeah, I mean, we have to understand we're in politics here. So it's a very long term work and we have to um, invest our energy on a very continuous basis. So they, it's very unlikely to have quick wins there. I need, we need to stay realistic. So what we will have to do is to make claims with regards to that talent approach, to how um, what is our understanding of recruiting talents in Switzerland as, as a little island in the middle of the world? Um, what is our understanding of remunerating this talent? You know, so I'm coming to um, share-based compensation systems that have lots of difficulties in Switzerland. So we're looking at that as well. Um, we have a very continuous way of working in this parliamentary group so we sit together every session a session you know is is um, when parliament comes together four times a year for three weeks we work together we bring startups together with a parliamentary uh, member but also with the administration and one step after the other we make claims and continuous claims and even more claims and try to find solutions together We know interruptions are rude, so we'll make it quick. The more positive ratings we have, the more people we can reach. So if you want to hear more from the Swisspreneur team, give our show a rating on Apple Podcasts. It only takes a minute. In that regard, also an often quoted um, idea was the so-called startup visa. Is there anything that you can also share on, on that topic? So, yes, we have prepared together with some allies. We have prepared a claim that we would like uh, to make in uh, March and bring it into the parliament, you know. But then again, we have one, this is um, brought into the administration. We need to be very patient as well. But yes, we have a claim going into this direction about a startup visa. It's very concrete already. Great. So what would actually change if this can pass later down the road? So what would change for startups if we get a startup visa? Well, ideally, what we would like is to create a special uh, contingency for startups to uh, recruit people from abroad, from outside the EU, and also on a fast track system. So that would be um, the ideal way because startups obviously don't have the same resources to access this complicated process of recruiting talent outside of the EU. So it's about a special contingency just for startups and also a fast track system to access that. Got it. I think this is really the most pressuring issue that you're working on. So I'm, I'm really glad to see that this issue is in good hands. And if you now look back a bit to 2020, there were a total of 2 billion investments with startups. However, nowadays we still don't have a that high of amount of unicorns or large exits in Switzerland. From your perspective, is that something that should actually worry us? Because then you could also say, you know, all the political effort that you put into the startups, the money that actually flows in there is just not well invested because there are no large unicorns or exits. What's your take on this? 
Yeah, of course it should worry us. Of course, I want unicorns too, with a Swiss cross on their corn, you know. <laughs> of course, it, it should uh, worry us. And it shows also a problem. And this is um, the, the capacity in Switzerland to scale successful business models, you know, out out from, from the Switzerland into the world, because we've got a very small market in Switzerland. So we do need to scale. And um, this obviously... It's difficult out for out of Switzerland, and we have to um, we have to change the way we think about about entrepreneurship. You know that um, we have to think big. We have to have large visions. Also, if we don't manage to get there and create our own unicorns, you know we will always have difficulties to rec recruit talent and to attract investors here. I mean, we're in good shape with investors, you know, but with a very large investment rounds like 50 or 100 millions, we still have to find investors from abroad and we need to create more attractions here in Switzerland. And uh, for that, we need to have to have our own unicorns. Yeah, fully agree. That's like the, the role model that you want to have that then motivates more people to pursue the same path, right? Correct. So you mentioned the, the large financing rounds, but also talent before obviously plays into that, that we need to get that better at these uh, things in order to build more unicorns. Is there anything else missing from your perspective to get there? Well, I think we have very, very good universities. We also have investors. But um, again, I'm finding that um, in Switzerland, everybody is living in a fantastic comfort zone. The comfort zone in Switzerland is so large and so high. We have a very high level of comfort and also of, of money. And um, that makes us very risk averse. You know, even young talent, very good talent, they are likely to go work in a large company than to create their own startup and, and take that risk and, and have, give, put skin into the game. So yes, this is probably due to our very high level of, of, uh, of, of life and, and, and of um, financial availability. But I believe that's one of our main problems uh, with regards to innovation. I think lowering our living standard is probably not an option. So what else could we do to get no, there? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> to motivate more young people to actually pursue entrepreneurship as a career path. Is there anything that we can do to support or actually empower that? Well, we're back into that unicorn discussions now. Right. You know. We need some unicorn. We need to, to show that we're uh, capable of, of getting there and how attractive uh, an entrepreneurial life can be. So yes, um, it's, it's a circular question. Which is, which is why we have to start somewhere, you know, and push our startups and encourage that startup e ecosystem to again engender um, this appetite for risk and for success. Now, let's also look at the learnings. You've been active in the parliamentary group for startups and entrepreneurship for a bit more than a year. What learnings have you made over these 12 months? Maybe from plans that didn't work out as planned or that took longer? Are there any learnings that you can share with us today? 
Well, it's not exactly learning. It's something that I knew in advance. It's, it's that politics is very slow. You know, there are no quick wins in politics and you have to repeat and repeat the whole, the same, the same things over again all the time. And we have a clash of urgency. Obviously, startups have no time. That is one of the startups have no time and no money, right? And politics have both. And we have a clash here. And this is why we need to create awareness also among startups that they have to be very patient, that there are no quick wins in politics, but also to encourage them to get engaged into political, political issues. When startups say, hey, we don't have the time for, for getting engaged into politics, we really need to encourage them to, to talk to us and to keeping up the dialogue because we can only manage the issues and, and, and make progress um, together. Right. And how can or should startups get involved in politics? Do you have any recommendation for that? Well, again, obviously, it's to raise their voice within this parliamentary group, but also with the help of SWESA, um, this organization that helps us administer the parliamentary group. And they also have this pretty large by now association of startups and it's it it acts like a funnel of issues and of voices and and concentrates these issues and, and and problems within the parliamentary group so yes i believe this is a very strong uh, way of working together perfect so that's a good call to action to all the startups out there absolutely now, we know you have the startup visa and just in general, the talent pool or the talent uh, issue at hand that you're working on with the meeting coming up in March. What else can we expect from you and the parliamentary group for startups and entrepreneurship over the next 12 months? What are your other goals that you want to tackle? Well, I think that we've... Um that we've discussed numerous times, and I mentioned it is the way we remunerate talent in startups, you know, because um, this share-based remuneration is something that startups need because they have obviously less cash. Um, but also we have, if we do that, we also need to find ways to make this uh, share-based compensation attractive. And at the time being, it's not particularly attractive because talents get this share-based remuneration, have to pay, pay tax on that, but don't know whether they will ever see as a single franc of this share-based share remuneration. So we have to uh, increase the attraction of the tax system around that. And yeah, if that happens, everything will fit nicely together because then if you make more unicorns in Switzerland, you have bigger payouts and then more money flooding back and everybody's happy we get a stronger and bigger ecosystem. I would hope so, yes. So now we answered all the questions about, you know, the parliamentary group, but we also have some rapid fire questions to learn more about Judith as a person. Are you ready? I am. So the first one is, what was your job as a teenager, your summer job? I had numerous summer jobs, but the one that I would like to mention here was the cleaning job that I had in summer, spending a whole summer cleaning school buildings and cleaning about 200 toilets or something like that. So I started very small. <laughs> we all have to start somewhere, right? That's right. What are you most proud of in your life? Oh, definitely my two sons. They're awesome. Good point. Then smartphone, tablet or laptop? Smartphone. Easy choice. Yeah. 
lake or mountains? Lake, definitely. If not even sea. Perfect. And the last one, Zurich or Bern? Oh, Zurich. You know, I, I like Bern, but I love Zurich. I'm literally in love with Zurich. Such a vibrant city, even now. Um, I think I'm never going to leave this city. Then you found your place. <laughs> I found my big love. <laughs> Perfect. Hey, Judith, thank you so much for talking to us today. It was a pleasure to learn more about the political landscape and what you're working on. And thank you so much for the support for the whole startup ecosystem. Thank you for having me. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, you can support us by rating our show on Apple Podcasts. This way, we can reach an ever-growing number of aspiring entrepreneurs.